What's up, Joes? And welcome to another episode of the Average Joes MMA Show. Jeff Shannon, joined as always by my co-host and the host of the Full Heel Podcast, Rafael Chadez. Hi, brother. Oh, yeah. What's going on, brother? Just fucking living the hangover from the beginning of the Wednesday Night Wars. Oh, dude. Wrestling. Wrestling is in full force. Yeah. And I am rock hard. Oh. Dude, I for the podcast, I stood up. You saw my pants. Oh yeah, yeah, man. I took I took a blue chew. Ooh, it looks like I took a blue chew, but I, I'm just rock hard on wrestling, man. I'm like Tony Schiavone, rocking rocking a blue chew. I downloaded the first episode today. I didn't really get into it though. Oh yeah, I forgot. You're like you haven't really got in with. I haven't, uh, I haven't done any of, of Schiavone's. Oh, of dude, it's I've great. So uh, like. The very the, so the first the beginning of the Tony Schiavone the, the show isn't the strongest because like Tony really didn't want to do the podcast thing like Conrad talked him into it and he wasn't going to do it for very long like his original plan was um, to do the podcast long enough to pay for his to help pay for his daughter's wedding so he did that and then conrad ended up back he's yeah well this was well he's been doing now he's been podcasting for well over like two years i think or a year and a half maybe but like initially yeah tony was not here for it but he it, it it gets so much better it's just it's a completely different show and especially like listening to the more recent episodes you can tell how much fun him and conrad have together oh dude so i'm i'm trying to i'm not Ignoring, I'm trying to see exactly no, no, what episode I'm on on the Bruce Pritchard show because I keep up to date with them. So yeah, me too. The past two months, I've been keeping up to date with them. But I'm on episode. Let's see. Looks like 40, 39. Nope, 38, 37. Damn, I'm lower than that. I thought I had more. It's because I've been jumping around too. Okay, here we go. Um, I'm on episode 32, uh, WrestleMania. Is that nine? Yeah, I think so. Yep, 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 yep. WrestleMania nine. That's a pretty good one. I like that episode. I think we've done that one. We did. We did do that one. The worst yeah. WrestleMania ever. But um, now that was a, that's a fun episode. Just listening to like Bruce's inside take on a lot of that shit, especially. Yeah, I the, thank you for putting me on that one. No problem, man. Especially I wrote it down. they I, do. I, a, I, they, I, you got on me on it a couple times, and I'm like, you know what? It, it's got to be good. Jeff has mentioned it more than more than once, so I wrote it down on the on my stupid board, and it was up there for like a couple weeks. And then one day I was taking a dump, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna try out this podcast. And like, boom! Like I said, for for like pure information wise, and like giving you a a, a real in depth breakdown of whatever they're going into. Um, something to wrestle with is, is definitely much better for the information side of shit. Now, for the inter- for the entertainment side, I definitely think what happened when it, I've laughed way harder listening to what happened when than I have something to you wrestle with. You know how with. how much insight I get to take from them because so when me and Ryan started doing it, we were just picking matches and breaking down the matches, mm-hmm. and then Ryan started listening to something to wrestle with, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> let me look, here. This is what we should do." Yeah. No, well, like I I started getting more back back info and i'm like well i could just throw in tidbits i'm like it's still about breaking down the the matches really like i don't i don't have this fucking info it's whatever i can retain right but yeah no it, it really fucking helps out with like him throwing you tidbits and you're like oh yeah he fucking hated doing this fucking bruce pritchard said so yeah bruce uh bruce has a lot of fucking information and like tony but bruce was also on the inside of a lot more decisions and that shit like tony 
besides being a commentator, was really just a producer on WCW Saturday Night until the NWO kind of took over and then they needed him to help take over for Nitro because Bischoff was a heel. Um, but Tony wasn't even on Nitro initially. It was Bischoff. It was Bischoff, hey, Sabisco, and... Or Bischoff, Bobby, and fucking... Uh, uh, McMichael, Steve McMichael. How old did you feel watching yesterday, dude? I thought, like, when I heard Shivani... When I heard him fucking introducing it, I'm like, this is fucking Nitro, dude. I'm fucking... I'm 11 years old. Bro, I'm I pop. 10 years old right here. Like I, I was said, I was tripping out. I was, I was pretty much in a constant conversation besides, like, our chat, um, you, me, and Ryan's chat. Like, I was pretty much in constant conversation with my friend Cam, the guy that um, I sent you. Like, he, he, the one that got the Slim Jim Macho Man and all that stuff. Yeah, dig it. Um, like, he, he's... He's the one that got me started listening to something to wrestle with and um, what happened when and stuff. So I, I thank you, Cam. I owe you that a lot. But me and Cam were, were having a conversation with each other the whole time, basically through Dynamite, and we both popped as soon as Tony came on. Like, Tony and JR together is a fucking, that's, a, the, that's the dream team. That's my childhood. It's, or that's even, that's right before the NWO. Well, not right before, but like 93-ish. 92-ish before JR went to Yeah, when JR but he yeah, cuz WrestleMania 9 was JR's debut in mm-hmm. WWF. So, but I mean him and Tony really didn't work together too much in WCW because like um And it's, and it's when they used to call it World Championship Wrestling. Yeah, because, well like, because Welcome to World and these guys would just be like WCW after that. Well, because initially before Turner before like the early '90s, when Turner, when they stepped out of the NWA and shit like that, like World Championship Wrestling was just an NWA TV show. Like that was the name of WCW Saturday Night. I think before when it was still an NWA product, it was it was uh, NWA's World Championship Wrestling on Saturday, and then Ted Turner was like, "Oh yeah, we're our our own company now. Go fuck yourselves," and it became WCW Saturday Night. And that's where the belt controversy came about, where they had that weird one that Ron Simmons had, that Vader had. The and Vader, on, the Sting, the Lex mm-hmm. Luger belt. Yeah, and then later on, they fused that one with the International <laughs> Heavyweight Championship, which was used in New Japan because they had a partnership. Oh, dude, it's awesome. So I was doing the Eddie thing, and I got to see a... Somebody calling you. Yeah, <laughs> Answer it. <laughs> Who's this? Ralph's on the phone, everybody. That's why we're quiet. (coughs) Oh, man. Jesus. First smoke of the day. I remember my first time. Um, Yeah, I I popped. I fucking loved it. It was great to, to have Tony and JR again together. It made me... Reminded me of being a kid and just hearing those, you know, two voices, the two most recognized voices in broadcasting from the 90s of wrestling during the Monday Night Wars. And now they're together. With a guy in a mask. (coughs) Who? (coughs) Sorry. Oh, you're good, man. I was trying to, (coughs) I was trying to stall, but I wasn't doing a very good job of it. Um, because I'm kind of high of the brownies I ate 
earlier starting to kick in. Um, I was just saying, like, it was, it was uh, like I was telling you, I popped. I, as soon as I heard Tony, I was like, holy shit. You know, the two most recognizable voices in, in wrestling, the, the, the voices of the Monday Night Wars are now working together on a different fucking company, not WWE. Mm-hmm. Like, I never thought, I never thought I would hear Tony Schiavone call wrestling again, first of all, because he fucking hated it and wanted nothing to do with it anymore. And that was a little reason why, like, early episodes of What Happened When are kind of not, not that great. Like I promised, wade through the early ones. Like just push through them. They're they're not terrible, but you just you can tell Tony's still kind of at first is kind of like he still got problem. Like he just didn't want to talk about the industry anymore. He was done with it. WWE hadn't called him in years, and like he he starts enjoying it and he starts having fun with it. And it starts getting better, and it's it's just you got to get if you're gonna start at the beginning, like don't just listen to the first episode and be like, this is terrible. Fuck this shit. Because it's not bad, but it's not as good as listening to Bruce. Mm-hmm. No, as far the, as informative wise. So if you like Bruce, you, got me hooked right away. Yeah. I forgot what episode they opened up with, but the Bruce Pritchard show was informative in depth. He, dude, he's got a fucking memory on him for yeah. doing drugs and smoking weed right. and doing all that shit. That guy can remember everything. Oh yeah, that's what I was saying. Or that's what I was going with before you, um, before you got that call. Was that? You know, Bruce Bruce was the right-hand man of Vince. He was, I mean, he was a producer and shit, too, but he was in a lot of shit. Like, Tony wasn't in that. Like, he was just a commentator and a producer and shit, so he didn't doesn't have the insight that Bruce does. But, like, just listening to Tony tell stories is fucking funny. And when he does impressions and shit, like, they're not good impressions at all. But they, they do they do a lot more watch-alongs of, like, old pay-per-views and shit. Ah, see, I think that's why I turned it off right away, because they were referencing something that I don't know what they're referencing. I forgot. It was uh, Mountain... It was the newest one that came out, Smoky Mountain Wrestling Championships or mm. something like that. Yeah, they do a lot more watch-alongs where they'll watch, mm-hmm. like, old episodes of Nitro or old episodes of Thunder or old pay-per-views and stuff. And if it's a really bad pay-per-view, they just shit on it and make fun of it. And stuff like that, like it, dude, it's so fucking funny. It hey, really Jesus. is. Oh, spoiler alert for I guess one of the podcasts. Uh, Jesus was telling me that uh, I, th- I think in in that one, what happened when with Shivani, uh, Connor had asked him if he had put the mandible claw on anyone's cooter. Because <laughs> 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 he tells me that on that one they uh, they reference more a lot, like David Flair. Oh Maybe yeah, Stacy. I think you mentioned. <laughs> yeah, too, I but, told um, you about that. That yeah, one of their major things. Yeah, but Jesus listens to that one. I think a lot more too. Also, something to wrestle with, but I think more the other one. They talk about. I mean, it's it's so like Tony, Tony and Conrad are. You can tell. I mean, him and Bruce definitely have friends, but you can tell like Tony and Conrad generally enjoy each other because they just have fun. They talk about. It's like two guys. It's just two guys having fun. Like they talk about dicks. They do a lot of fucking blue chew commercials and shit. Um, Tony talks about Ric Flair and how he used to fucking whip his penis out at everybody all the time, no matter what. Um, yeah, it's just enjoyable. It makes me laugh a lot. It's just really funny. Yeah. <clears throat> and like Conrad, Conrad does do a lot of like the same. If they're not watch, doing a watch along, but just talking about stuff or even even building up to the pay per view, he does the same thing that he does. On something to wrestle with, where he like reads Meltzer's reviews and fuck Dave Meltzer. Yeah, I'm fuck. the number one fucking wrestling observer. Rafael Chaitas Foil podcast. Go check him out. Yep, that's not a rib. <laughs> Definitely not a rib. Fucking lowest rules. 
<laughs> I think the yeah, first. No. So um, you get to learn about yesterday's. You get to learn about Pasta Mania though. Pasta Mania. <laughs> Maybe I haven't gotten to it yet. Oh, on Shivani. Shivani, it's it's from the first episode of Nitro. Mm. So what would you think of yesterday's first episode of Dynamite? Dude, what would you grade it if you had to? Um, I'm not gonna give it an A, even though like I think I think it, it, it's like a solid B plus A minus. Mm-hmm. But I'll I'll go with a B plus. Like it, it, I think they came out the gates. I just I think if I give it an A, everyone's gonna be like, hey, I mean, call me an AW mark or whatever because I I do love this. I gave it an A, and the the reason I'm giving it an A, it's just it's their first show, yeah. first network show. Uh, they did not cut away in commercials. Nope, they that gave was cool. Me wrestling, and they had stories. Yeah, I was totally cool with the picture in picture. Like I thought that was and awesome. I, there's chair shots. There's good wrestling, high flying moves, story. Fucking brawls. I mean, first match out the gate was great. I thought mm-hmm. Sammy Guevara and Cody put on a good match. That Spanish fly finisher uh, was fucking crazy. I'd never seen that before. Um, you know, I thought Cody worked well with him for for Sammy's. Uh, dude, that that the moonsault off the fucking top rope, catching, landing on his feet, moonsault, standing moonsault into the fucking. Running for fi- or shooting star press, mm-hmm. Jesus. Because Co- Cody, it was cool. So the, I think the spot that you're talking about is uh, Guevara, right? He does a shooting star yeah. press. Yeah, he moves, so he lands it. He hit. He then... hit a moonsault. Lands mm-hmm. lands on his feet, and Cody Cody was Cody was on the ground. He um rolls away. He right? rolls away when Sammy goes to hit that first moonsault. So that's when he lands on his feet, and then Sammy goes to mo- hit the other moonsault. On, from his feet, way, he right? rolls the other way, yeah, and then that's when Sammy does like the running, uh, shooting star press. Yeah, they're they're doing they're doing awesome stuff like that, dude. That uh, was that was fucking tight. Uh, Randy Rhodes took a nice uh, nice spot too on the outside. She got yeah. uh, missile missile dove at by uh, Cody Rhodes. Got what pulled a, in front of it. Suicide. What is what is fucking uh, what does he call it? Um, I don't know. It's a suicide dive, but it's like a suicide, uh, suicide of planchita or something. I can't remember what fucking Excalibur always calls it when somebody does it. Mm-hmm. I'll get it next week. No, but that was a great match. Uh, did, how did it end? So it ended with the the triple... went for the shooting star press, and he got the knees pulled up, and then a cradle. Yeah, Cody, Cody caught him. Yeah, with the knees into a cradle. Yeah, I think he just cradled him after that. He didn't even hit his finish. Yeah, as I said, uh, I don't even think he hit crossroads. Mm-mm. Uh, yeah, no, and then <laughs> Jericho comes out. Yep, and Jericho. Further, further in the feud. Attacks him from behind and fucking. Yeah, Sammy Sammy gets up, comes and gets in Cody. Or Shivani was getting ready to interview Cody. And then Sammy Guevara comes over, pushes Cody, says some stuff to him, but you couldn't hear it. And then shook his hand, and then Jericho cracked him in the back of the head with the belt. Jericho, I mean every time Jericho comes in, he's looking a little better and better in shape. He's I, he might be taking it serious. He might be like, "Fuck, man, this could be my last run and I can make it a good one." I think he caught enough shit online of people on Twitter at um double or nothing with how out of shape and bad he looked against Kenny Omega. Yeah, it was pretty bad though. It was pretty bad. <laughs> I think he needed that body shaming. To get into the yeah, shape. Yeah. Maybe they sold them. We're not putting the title on you unless you lose some weight, fat fuck. Yep. 
Yeah, we can't be, we can't put the title on Fat Dad Bod. I mean, like his arms looked bigger. He his gut looked a little less. I mean, he's never going to get back to Jericho's shape. I don't think at his age, no. but I mean, he's fifty something. I think what's in late forties, early fifties. Skinny, but it's always going to be a thick skinny. Yeah, old... He's got he's got a dad bod now. He's yeah. on the road all the time, partying with fucking Fozzie. Like I get it. It's cool. Just wear the trike. This he, but he's looking more in shape. He's not looking as fat. So, oh yeah, I thought that was a that was a really good kickoff and you know, a good spiral into the into that feud. You know, get the fuel going already and start building up for full gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the, the only match I was kind of disappointed in, I guess, was um, Rio and and Nyla Rose. Okay, I, that that's the only one that I was kind of disappointed disappointed in as well. Not the match um, itself; like it was a good match between the two of them. Oh yeah, agreed. But the, I just don't understand. Go ahead, go ahead. I just don't understand why they they continuously they have this this giant that they they sort of build up, but every time she she gets buried, mm-hmm. like the 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 battle royale was the first time she's actually gone over. I think. Mm-hmm. You know, and I uh, Nyla, Nyla Rose is who you're. Yeah, to, Nyla right? Rose. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, pronouns, pal. Yeah, pronouns. Pronouns. Uh, so people, for people that don't know, don't watch the product. Nyla Rose is the first ever female transgender. So that would mean male to female. I think that's the yeah, correct terminology. I think I think so. When well, yeah, because when you call them female, whatever the whatever they transitioned into is what you want to use last, right? I don't want to be insulting. I. I I'll make fun. I'll, I'll make fun of trainees all day. I'm just trying to get it right. I now. believe so. I believe you. You. I believe it's. Yeah. She was. Yeah. Uh, so she's the first female transgender. Um, they pushed her to win. Like like you said, they pushed her to win the battle royal. Threw her in the spot. Uh, I had no problem if they were going to put the title on her. I know it's kind of controversial. No, I think I think I'm cool with it. I, you know, I I personally, out of respect to women, look, I, I wanted them to put it on Rio. So I don't look at this the same. I mean, this is gonna. It's I, not a sports. Well, that's yeah. Sports thing. This I was gonna say. I was gonna compare. I was gonna compare it to Fallon Fox. Yeah. Like, like I don't believe Fallon Fox should be fighting women. No, no. But professional wrestling, like she's the same size as Awesome Kong, as uh, fucking Viper. Or Piper Nevin or whatever they're calling her in NXT. I don't know. She's she's Viper though in ICW. So um, I am gonna. So the only thing I didn't like about this match is I don't know if it's they don't have chemistry with each, with each other or they're a little green. I think it's so just Nyla, the the communication. Uh, Nyla Rose's strikes were a little oof. Yeah, there was there was a kick out that where Rio and it wasn't just Nyla. Uh, Rio kind of just slid out of a. Out of um, out of a pin, really didn't kick out of it. There right. Was no, but the match itself was pretty good. Other than that, like they they had some pretty good spots. Maybe if they if they just added that extra, oomph, it would have been a great match. I think Nyla's a little green too, mm-hmm. like you said, and then then the the communication barrier because I don't think Rio speaks very good English. Exactly. Neither no, does was, and, neither does Yuka Saki, Saki Saki. Yeah. Today I haven't finished uh, NXT, but I saw the Mia Yim versus uh, Io Shirai match. And it was the same thing. I know, that, again, language barrier. Io Shirai doesn't speak English. Mia Yim is from California. Uh, she doesn't speak Japanese. They had a good match, but there were some spots that were kind of off, and it could have been a language barrier. 
But if you compare both matches, they were very similar-esque, except one was for the inaugural championship. The other one was for um, just a regular match. Like, uh, I'm, I'm not... I'm not bothered about like I'm I, I I understand why Riho has the championship. Mm-hmm. But the thing my thing is is like like I said they've they've tried to build her up as this monster, but they've kind of she's been beat pretty much every time they've put her out there shy of that battle royal at the buy-in for double or nothing. She's been beat by Ryo and Yuka Sakisaki. Um, I think was it Awesome Kong, maybe I don't know, but she hasn't. They, you know, they, they they build her up as this monster and this giant and whatever, but then they keep beating her. Like I, I would have liked to seen her. I would have liked to seen her put them put the title on her. Her and Ryo have a close match, and then like then we can follow the journey from there to probably full gear where they would have had a rematch and you know Rio then then put Rio over mm-hmm. we could have even had uh, Nyla turn very heel because she did it at the end of the match anyway she came and power bombed um, fuck I don't know the, Nakazawa Mike and Nakazawa yeah yeah she in hey, eight Nyla Rose uh, start pumping iron or yeah. stop watching it. Cause yeah, that, that power bomb could have gone. Really yeah, that could have been real yeah, bad. So she, so she picked him up for the power bomb and like halfway up, she didn't get him all the way up, and then she went to go reset him and just kind of put him on his head. And it's like, yeah, I know she placed him down gently, but neck issues or neck problems can happen like that. Yeah, and especially with his weight. Well, then you know she's been. And she could have slipped. She was, she's, she's been wrestling. She's been up. yeah. She's been used to to wrestling mm-hmm. women, so yeah. she goes. She's the same power that she would use to throw up fucking Rio. Rio. <laughs> Michael Nakazawa is a little bit bigger. It was a little iffy. It was. It was. It was, it was. It was close. It was scary. Could have been bad because that was that was pile driving her. Like yeah. With him. It was pile driving Nakazawa on his head. It was kind of scary. Other than that, they had a lot of good matches throughout the night. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Hangman Page and, and Pac were great. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are taking into consideration the win loss, uh, win losses on here, and how wins matter and losses matter as well. Yeah. They they were referencing that at the end a lot at the end of this match. I was kind of surprised they put Pac over Hangman. I kind of thought uh, Hangman was going to get... Well, I mean, I know that... But, like, they had been working on building Hangman, and then Pac only just came in out of nowhere to... Well, to replace Moxley so, on the pay-per-view. And, so, I don't know if you heard, but before all this had happened, they were trying to make, I forgot, uh, Moxley versus Pac. But Pac didn't want a... He didn't want a job. So, they took him off or something, and they, they made Omega versus Moxley. Oh, I didn't... And then Kenny... So, I... Don't know if it's just Neville or Pac sticking up for himself a lot more ever since WWE, because when he left WWE, he went out and he won a bunch of titles in all the other uh, indie organizations. Yeah, only multiple ones at a time, and people want to see him. Yeah, I never. I mean, obviously, we know my my lack of watching WWE so I'm not very familiar with his work as Neville so my first experience with him was that Kenny Omega match and that was the first time really I 
enjoyed a Kenny Omega match. Mm-hmm. Because Kenny, I don't know, I haven't really, I haven't seen him put on, you know, I, I haven't watched the matches from New Japan, so, but. No, you know, you're 100% right. I, I've he seen hasn't really put on matches, a... and I've seen these. He, mm-hmm. it's, it's declined, but, so here's the thing. They're trying to play a storyline where he's getting, he's fucked in the head right now. So something is getting to him, Moxley's getting to him more, and it's supposed to lead, or I don't know, I don't know if they're exactly going to explain it, but it's supposed to be him having difficulties getting victories and it's messing with his head and that and it's leading to him losing more and more gotcha. that's apparently what's happening gotcha that's some kind of storyline they're trying to build but well no i guess that was the end of the, the match that omega came up but uh yeah no Pac neville was a uh, Pac hangman page really good match we had power uh suplex wrestler versus uh high flyer but Neville turned it all on its head, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to use my stomps, I'm going to use my submissions, and I'm going to slow this pace down, and I'm going to do what I want to do. This is my match. Mm-hmm. He definitely plays the heel 100%. For sure. Uh, you mentioned you didn't watch uh, you didn't watch WWE that much. So when they first introduced Neville, they tried to introduce him as a superhero high flyer, kind of like Ricochet. Gotcha. But not as flamboyant or anything. He was still, right. there was still, he had a cape and everything, and he, come, and he was a, a face. People are like, get the really? fuck out of here. You're not a you're an ugly dude with big ears and a pointy nose. And right. You, and you come out speaking fucking English. And it's like, we didn't want that. We had a lot better. Not that, look, Neville's incredible. But when you put him in a ba- in a babyface role, it's not nah, going to work. I couldn't see that. Once they brought in the cruiserweights, he stayed away from the cruiserweights for a little bit. But then he came in because he didn't want to be part of that. But then once they finally threw him in there, he became the king of the cruiserweights and developed this heel uh approach but after like maybe three months of him having it they put enzo over at wrestlemania and he said fuck you and walked out he's like you're gonna put enzo over okay i'll do the job but i'm out of here and he walked out on a 10 wwe nice and um so he's he that's what led into this uh king king neville King of the Cruiserweights. Yep. Into um his developed uh the bastard Pac, which is the bastard. He just cranked it up to fucking eleven. He just went <clears throat> fucking let's go. Now nah, his work of... his work in that Kenny Omega match was I mean it just it really caught me. I was like holy shit this dude can can do some crazy shit. And then like you said everything he slowed down his style. I mean him and Hangman had a good match. Mm-hmm. Dude, Hangman's clotheslines, his power bombs. Yeah. They're they're um. Point. Oh yeah, Hangman. That's 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 what I mean. Like I kind of thought Hangman would go over because like he's he's like the future guy, mm-hmm. or what we were set to believe after after this after they clear up the Jericho feud and everything else. We'll see. Um, we'll see. Probably Hangman get thrown into the <coughs> the top top man spot. I hope so. Um, you know, I think I think MJF. Had a good match. I mean, he's just a really good heel. You can't not hate that guy. Yeah, so it's it's hilarious. So, that, like, even it was so short, but it was kind of just what it was meant there for. It was Brandon Cutler versus Cutler, yeah. MJF. I don't know his full name on there, but... Um, it was uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. I think it's the same everywhere. Okay. So he it was pretty much a squash match, just presenting us to MJF and kind of giving us his heel persona. Came out there talking shit to the crowd, uh, called them Dungeons and Dragons fans, and they're weak. Well, just MJ, like Brandon Cutler. The other thing with that, like MJ, you haven't really seen MJF wrestle. Oh no, I, I have no idea who he is. I, I saw him 
two minutes. Okay, so like I, I learned about MJF from Cornette because he was in MLW, and that's kind of where he, that's kind of where he popped off at before he got into AEW. But mm-hmm. yeah, when he he wrestled at the he was in the battle royal at all or at double or nothing for that hangman one but that's the only time you really seen him wrestle i think um because he was in cody's corner at oh yeah he did wrestle against hangman that time yeah they they wrestled in the battle royal Mm-hmm. And then Heyman ended up winning the the battle royal, but you you really didn't get to see much. It was a fucking clusterfuck battle royal. Oh yeah, because he just threw him. Yeah, they were the last two. Um, but he definitely could play up the heel character. Uh, he got oh, yeah, proud to him. He's one of the got best. Proud he's one of the best heels in the game right now. Like that kid is. That's where he's he he fucking shines. But the thing is, like I I'm I'm real curious to see what they do because like when he was in Cody's corner against Sean Spears. I totally expected, because he's the heel, I totally expected him to turn on Cody, and mm-hmm. and they didn't. They swerved us with that. Yeah. So Is he still with them? I mean, him and Cody are best friends, so it's like, he's a heel, but he's got allegiances to Cody, and I don't know, man. It's weird. Like, they But isn't Cody a heel? So I thought Cody was a heel. Yeah, I thought right? so, too, like, when, at first with him and Dustin, but then, like... He kind of with him with Omega. He kind of turned. He kind of turned face with with, with that the, at, with the that with win, the right? brother when he mm-hmm. beat Dustin and they did the the hug and then they they fought went against Omega and the Bucks. Are they in the tag team tournament? Uh, Dustin and the Brotherhood. No. No, the tag team tournament is Lucha Brothers. Uh, and Luchasaur, a boy and a dinosaur, Luchasaurus and and fucking Jungle Boy. Uh, SCU is in it against um shit. I can't remember now. The private party, maybe. Yeah, that or yeah, I yeah. The, I think it's I think party. it's SCU and, and private party. Uh, the Dark Order got a buy, and then there's yeah. So the Dark Order's in, I guess against the best friends. Oh no no no! No, uh, the best, best friends. The best friends are taking SoCal uncensored on to see who faces the Dark Order. Oh, that's right. And then Private Party is no wait. The best friends beat Private Party. No, so here Young Bucks are taking on Private Party to see who that's advances right. against Lucha Brothers and. Jurassic Express. Yep. So, so that's right. Those... They're on those two are on the same side of the bracket. The dark. So yeah, the Lucha, the Lucha Brothers and, and Jurassic Express are. I, I prefer a boy and his dinosaur. Um, they're taking on each other. I think next week the Bucks, like you said, the Bucks and the best friend or private party are wrestling. The best friends and SCU are wrestling, and the Dark Order gets a buy, so they take on the winner of SCU and the best friends. Right, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm try- I'm doing it by memory. I'm not fucking looking at anything. So I'm just happy tag team wrestling. Like I was telling you, I'm just excited tag team wrestling is featured, and not only featured but good tag team wrestling is being used here in AEW. That's I I've always been a sucker for really good tag teams, and I think AEW has some of the best. Yeah. So. Uh... I mean, three of I the don't top. know if I said it on here. Me and, uh, 
Um, we're gonna do the first tag team episode. Yes. You and me. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't. We haven't talked about it. Yes, but you, yeah, you and I are gonna do the first tag team. Yeah, we haven't done any tag team, so we'll do. I'll, do you love? Uh, I love Hawking it. The LOD baby. It's my favorite tag team of all time. Rush. That's that's what I mean. Like, but when I was a kid. Like the era I got into wrestling, man, it was Vince was they still had tag teams in the WWF. It You're was, watching uh, LOD versus uh, Andre and fucking what's his name Haku. Haku, I, I, dude, the Demolition. We're definitely watching an LOD and Demolition match. Um, but like you had you had Demolition, LOD, the Rockers, the the Heart Foundation were still together when I first started watching wrestling. Um, they, they're Yep, so that's going to be some matches. That, yeah, yeah. Boom, good thing I didn't do any for the Heart uh, episode. I, I I wanted to cancel some of my picks and throw in a, a Heart Foundation match or two. But even Ryan took out the Heart Foundation versus LOD and threw in a singles one. So we took out all the tag team ones for the uh, for Bret Hart. So I, I can do some Heart Foundation ones yeah. on this one. For because sure. they had, they, I, I know... I know for sure the Heart Foundation took them off of, off of LOD once. Yeah, least. I was going to say, I think 90... Two or ninety three yeah, SummerSlam maybe? No, yeah, no, Brett, wait, ninety two ninety two or ninety three was Brett and Davy at SummerSlam, but they definitely wrestled before Brett went on his singles run. Might have been like eighty eight. Because Brett started like in the nineties as single. Well I think they might have ended actually in the nineties, the Heart Foundation. I think they stopped well Brett and Yeah, but the uh, LOD Anvil. The LOD didn't come over to the WWE until the they were they were in Crockett in the eighties, like eighty eight and all that shit. They were wrestling over uh, in the NWA and World Championship Wrestling as the Road Warriors. I, I want to say it wasn't until, but maybe they came in like ninety ninety one or eighty nine ninety. I can't remember, but it was uh, most of the eighties. They were like either Japan or Crockett. They didn't really come up uh, or the AWA too. They didn't come up to to Vince until like the I want to say the nineties. Because that's why that's why demolition started, was because they couldn't get the Road Warriors, and so Vince created his own knockoff Road Warriors with face paint and shit with demolition, and then then during demolition's run, they had then they they signed the Road Warriors. What do you mean, God damn it? They were the War Road Warriors. Well, you know. <laughs> Can anybody else have face paint? God damn it! God damn it! Yeah, that's uh, dude, I love it whenever fucking Pritchard's like he just he plays the fucking uh, the heel or he plays the devil's advocate. And he's like, "What? Can't no one else do that without fucking being a rib?" Yeah. And then Conrad's like, "Come on, dude, you know that was a rib." And he's like, "No, no." He's like, "No, we just did it." And then he's like, "All right, we're we're, we're moving on." Right. We're moving. Anytime, anytime they talk about the red rooster, you can, <laughs> you'll never get Very him cool. to admit it was a rib. Uh, he, dude. He pulled it out of the gimmick. The box, box of, right the now. box of gimmicks, yeah. man. How many times you gotta you gotta hear him say it, bro? There um, is no box of gimmicks. Yeah. Um, what match were we on? Hangman Page Pac. Oh uh, yeah, we were on Hangman and Pac. Um, let's see. There was like the Lucha Brothers and SCU promo segment, even though they're not even wrestling each other. Oh yeah, we're uh, Lucha. Brothers attack them? Was no, they got attacked by somebody. Right, all all four of them. Yeah, oh, what was it? 
Was it the Dark Order? I think it might have been the Dark Order, Order yeah. Yeah, because I don't know who they were. And then the, the guys with the masks off. and shit. Yeah, that's yeah. the. Uh, that's the. I don't think because I know who Cero Miedo is. Or yeah, of course, you guys are trying to take the 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 symbol for white power. Or make we're it white power. we're not trying to do anything. <laughs> listen, listen. We talked about this. <laughs> I, I I I may be lacking in in pigmentation, pigmentation, but I do not identify with white people. I'm not that dark either I'm, i can get oh i can tell stuff in the sun look i'm white but i'm st- i'm still gets invited to the barbecue white hey build that wall brother fuck that wall <laughs> if i'm gonna build a wall i want to build a wall away from white people man they're the ones Canada fucking has a wall. we don't fucking fuck with them <sighs> mexico has a wall in guatemala you ever think about that one aha Ah, we didn't build it. I'm, I'm just playing. I'm just playing you. Stop it! I'm not Bert Kreischer. I'm not racist, <laughs> dude. That's right. I haven't really talked to you since I saw Bert. Oh yeah, how was it? How was Bert? Dude. Was he on Molly? No, but I I listened to part of that podcast today for the first time, and I was cracking up. That shit was dude, hilarious. I, I listened to Not Sober October by uh, Christina and um, Bert's and wife. Bert's oh. wife, yeah. Oh, dude, she is pissed. She's like, she's so she's so pissed at Ari right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's like, I don't know. This isn't just right now. She's like, I'm done. This is the final straw. I'm Mama Bear, and I'm protecting my cubs from that one. Yeah, Yeah, Ari Ari fucked up. No, Ari fucked up. Because Christina was there, kind of trying to be like the a devil's advocate at times. She's like, I'm sorry, Ari. I can't. She's like, You're wrong. She's like, You're fucking wrong on this one. But you know, yeah, Ari, I, Ari totally fucked himself, and then didn't help himself at all with the uh, with the way he was acting when they were talking about yeah. it on the podcast. Man, so it's hard. So like, if it were me and you, and like, I drugged you, I'd get you'd be pissed. Or if you drugged me, I'd get we'd be. We're not comics. We have jobs. We got shit to do. Bert's a comic. I get he couldn't go talk with his daughter. He'll come back with a fucking bunch of money from doing a gig on the road and being away from his family. And he'll come back. They're comedians. I think I think uh, Leanne kind of overreacted a little bit. I get it. It was in her house. She was drugged by Ari. But we all know who Ari is. He's the guy that would go into the hood dressed as a KKK member into a fucking black-owned gas station and ask for regular shit like it was normal. He would pick up Mexicans in the back of his truck to go work. And then go to the fucking immigration office and yell, let me get out, let me get out, and then fucking leave. And the Mexicans would just fucking uh, just run. It's pretty funny. It's fucked up. But Ari's fucked up. They're comics. I So I get it, and, and I get the contrary, and I kind of get Leanne, but she's got to understand that they're comics. Right. As well. And it's got to count for something that they're comics. Maybe it's... I don't know. It's tough for Ari. He fucked up bad. <laughs> he fucked up. He fucked up bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it would be... I think I mean, I think the biggest thing with her was, like, it was in their house and their kids and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where yeah. she's pit. If, if, if he had just done it to Bert on the tour bus or on the road or something like that, I don't think she would care so much, but... It, I, 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 haven't, I haven't listened to it, so I'd have to really... But judging by the way Bert was talking about it, like, yeah, it's because you did it to my kids well yeah. not to my kids but but 
with my kids around and shit like that. Like my kids yeah. had to see their dad on Molly, even though they didn't know their dad is on Molly, but they probably mm-hmm. will. So, yeah, I get it. But Bert was uh, Bert was really good, man. The, the, the theater, the theater was built in 1954, so it has no air conditioning. It was a very hot day. Uh, yeah, I remember because yeah. it was like it's like, hey, wait a minute, it's about to be October. Why is it right? Eighty. It was second summer, and I was definitely dressed in all black. And um, I went with my friend Dave, who is taller and a little bit wider, like not bigger, just a little bit oh, broad shoulder. You and Dave made up. No, not that Dave. Fuck that oh, dude. No, I'm fuck sorry. that dude. I have another friend named Dave. Old old brittle bones? Yeah. He doesn't make up? Fuck him. I'd push him down the goddamn steps. Watch him break. No, my my like, cool Dave. Watch out, bro. He knows Muay Thai. He, I would, I'd love to see him kick me so he can break his leg. Anderson Silva. I'll snap that fucker in half. Um, but So Dave's a really big guy. He's got longer legs than me. I had bought I I'd bought it myself an aisle seat, but I was nice and I gave it up and let him have it. That's, so that's awesome. Yeah. So we were cool until the dude and his girlfriend that sat next to us came, and he is also a very big man. So I was cramped between two big men in a very hot theater for a long time. We made it work well for three big men. You know, we respected each other's spaces and we made it work out. But it was kind of, it was almost worse than the uh, Allstate Arena. Ah, uh, yeah, it's pretty bad, dude. Going from the Allstate to the United Center, I was like, oh man, this world different. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it just. But the show was really good. Like it was really funny. The the new special is going to be good. He was still working out parts of it, so like, I didn't get to see the complete like it flawlessly and he's like you know some of the parts he was like he was like timing out and he was verbally saying like looking at time trying to because like i think he's filming it at the end of the month oh, okay i get you um still working through a... still working through material trying to trim it up yeah. a little bit i got a similar thing with um segura because he comes to chicago two times and i always catch the first show in march right and he'll come back in fucking september he came back recently but it's the same material for that year so like I've caught the beginning material, and then I watched the special, and I've seen it develop. Yeah. I haven't seen the middle part, but I saw it begin, and I saw it end, and I've seen it kind of change and form. Yeah. So I get what you're saying. I but, think... like, that's kind of fucked. The birds over their fucking time and shit. No, like, he was... The he was most racist comedian? Like, he, he didn't, like... He didn't he, he didn't cut the, the show short or anything like that. Mm-hmm. He was just, like... He would he would tell the joke and, and go through it, and then he would quick look at his watch for a second, and he, and he would just say, okay, that's 30 minutes. And he was like, no, 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 that doesn't mean I'm, you know, he, like, he was, he, he he did a great show, but, like, I, I can't wait to see the special, like, fully formed and what he trimmed out, and, because he was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to keep this joke or not a couple of times, but. Did you get to meet him at the end? Huh? Did you, did you get to meet him at the end? No, um. He, Did he start charging? Oh, I know what he does. I know what he does. He now. raffled a meet and greet. He raffles it off. But yeah. I didn't buy a raffle ticket. And, and then he gives the money to all the people at the venue, right? That some, there. Something like that. But he had he had two shows that night. There was a second show right after mine, at like or a half hour after mine ended. And like all I could think about was like just getting the fuck out of that theater and cooling down, smoking, and going getting something to eat because I was ripped on edibles and shit. 
so oh dude this was cool so dave and i are out in, our, out in my car we had just got there and we were parked down the street from the venue so Tom, or bert's got his fucking bus of course mm-hmm. and um you know he can shit on there now right yeah yeah you got the grinder on there he uh you know we we, we were doing some dabs in my car and we were just getting ready to get out of the car and go like we were gonna go smoke a joint or something and then get ready to go to the theater and I look over out of on my right hand side through like my passenger window and the the right side of the fucking windshield and I see Bert like jogging towards my car on the sidewalk. You posted this. I yeah, yeah, yeah. So Bert so Bert like jogged right past us, just fucking out for a run before the show. You go <laughs> You should have done that. I, I was in the car, he wouldn't have heard me. Like, two minutes later, I would have been outside, and I probably would have tried to hand him a joint or something, but, yeah, I was just like, holy, I just looked at Dave, I was like, there goes Bert. And then, as we were going to get in line to get out of the theater, his opening act walked off the tour bus to go inside. I didn't know it was his opening act, I thought maybe it was Bert's manager, but then he came on stage, and I was like, oh shit, that's that dude. He's really funny, I think his name is Dave Williams. Some white guy, kind of like yep. reddish hair, yep. blondish hair. Blondish hair. Short. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen him in Bert's stories. Yeah, they were fucking... He's, he was he's, cooking a brisket. He's always grilling outside. Yeah, they, they had a fucking yeah. grill going outside the bus. He was making ribs. You ribbing me? I'm not ribbing you. Um, I wish I had Yeah, he was really good, and I, I can't wait for the special. Mm. Excited. Also, so I told you about it. I had a badass... Uh, well, I had a nice uncle moment. I would say badass, but I wasted a lot of money. And I, you know what? It was a badass moment. All right. I wasted a lot of money. Didn't like it, but whatever. Bro. So I, I, I told my nieces, I'm like, I told them a week in advance because Halloween's coming. I'm born in October. Halloween's the best month. Or October's the best month that has Halloween in it. So I told them uh, like a, a last week, I'm like, hey, I'm like, do you girls want to go trick or treating this year? I'm like, I could take you uh, girls because my sister's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. She would just buy them candy. I wouldn't do shit for them. So like yeah 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 and I'm like or do you guys want me to buy candy and we can just hand out candy and you guys can just hang out here and we hand out candy on the front steps? They're like no we want to go trick or treating. I'm like all right then we have to get you costumes. I'm like next week we can go look. So I take them to the cheap store and they don't like anything there. Mm-hmm. But Five and Below does do this. So for those of you guys that don't know Five and Below, it's a store with five five dollars and below everything yep. the thing is not everything there's cheap i've gotten wwe elites there i've gotten uh black series uh star wars figures that are all twenty dollars at the store but luckily i've gotten them there i've seen a bunch of like figs if you know what you're looking for and you get lucky you might find it a five and below if you know what what quality is outside the stores that people don't buy and you actually buy it they have quality sometimes at five and below and you can actually get lucky the WWE line has the $20 figures, which is what I buy. There's a $10 figure, which is the less articulated form of that same size figure. So they had a ton of these. I, I don't know why no one wanted to buy these, but we walked by them. And I told my nieces, I'm like, hey, you guys can pick out a couple things if you guys want. Uh, and um, my niece is like, oh, my God, Charlotte Flair. And I, didn't, I didn't know she liked wrestling. She's like 11, 12. Right. Um, I guess she watches it with my other niece and nephew because I gave them. Why well, I I installed the Sling app on my brother's TV because they, they stay in my brother's apartment downstairs. So I gave them all. I put all my info into his uh, TV so they could watch AW W or 
WWE Raw, SmackDown, and then they have the network to watch NXT. So they've been watching the pay-per-views. They've been watching um, Raw since they've been here with us. And um, she's like, oh, my gosh, Charlotte Flair. I love Charlotte Flair. And I'm like, oh, go ahead, grab it. It's only five bucks. I I might buy. I have a couple basics. If they're really cool, I'll buy them. Like if I see an NWO Hall or Nash, I'm going to get them just to have them. So we, we get whatever we're going to get, five and below, coloring books, candies, chips. And they want to go to Target to pick out the more expensive gifts because, you know, that's what kids do. They don't right. care about money. It's your money. They don't care. Yeah. Not theirs. Yeah. They don't give a shit. Yeah. But that was my uncle moment with that, with the the Charlotte Flair. But then we go to fucking, because, you, you know, I'm a collector of, well, you know. I'm a collector you of. You know. I'm a collector of all these toys and shit. You, um. So she's like, can, can I get this? I'm like, fuck yeah, you can get that shit. It's a fucking, it's a basic fig for WWE. You're young now. When you grow up, maybe you'll advance to WWE elites or more expensive figures. When we're at Target, I got to look at the toys because, you know, there might be some there for me. Well, of course. Yeah. They pick out their expensive-ass costumes or whatever, and then we come back and we're checking out the toys. There's a there's a new figure of Ronda Rousey. It's the, it's it's his new series. It's a, it's a series above mine. Honda. They come with they come with multiple hands and three different heads. So they have a warrior with a trench coat, but he has two different heads. He's got one with the face paint and one with the face paint all coming off after he had a match. Nice. With Ronda, they have a ponytail, they have a hair down, but then they have hands that have jacket sleeves, and then you could slip on her jacket. And then you could slip on her skirt, so she's got a ring attire, but her walkout attire as well. That figure's thirty bucks. I don't have that figure. And she walks by and she's like, "Oh my God, it's Ronda Rousey. She's my favorite." Da -da 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 -da. And I'm like, "Look, look, look. Calm down. I don't get that. I don't have that fig. You ain't getting that fig till I get it." So we we pass by it, and she didn't get it. Ah. I bought myself a, a Seth Rollins instead. <laughs> you he gotta... has two belts. He had two belts, bro. He yeah. had the Intercontinental and the tag team belt. And it would be my third Seth to add to my collection of Seths. But um, her birthday is this upcoming week, so I'm just going to go back and get her for her this week. And she'll have Ronda. And she'll have Charlotte Flair. And she can put on matches. Yeah. But um, I had a nice uncle moment taking them out, buying them Halloween costumes, and seeing them pick out some of their first uh, WWE action figures and following in my tradition of playing with them and maybe in the future collecting them i just uh i just bought my my nephew his 18th birthday present today taking him hookers no no he's never been to a he's never been to an nfl game oh, okay so you're gonna take him to see a, the bears uh and take him to see the lions and the packers actually last game of the season uh -oh. i mean i want him to see a good game we, we oh, were you son of a bitch what are you saying huh I hope the Bears fucking destroy the season, and they're like fucking. You know what? The Bears have a the Bears have a phenomenal defense. Trubisky, whatever the fuck his name is, sucks. Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky, he's garbage and he's hurt. And now you're back. I, I, heard, I heard the backup did pretty good though. You know, the backup can play. He's he's been a career backup, but it's a backup. It's a backup. Yeah. We all saw what happened with Rex Grossman. And... Right, sexy Rexy. Uh, was he the backup? He was the oh, backup right. for a while. And then you guys got Jay Cutler. And then Jay Cutler left because of Mitchell Trubisky, I think, or somebody else. Some other motherfucker. I don't you know. What's, what you... what's that? Uh, Cutler was our best quarterback. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Not uh, ever. Statistically? Statistically? Statistically, really? 
Yeah. He was better than McMahon, statistically, for the Bears. I was thinking Jim Craig. Jim Craig was a good quarterback. Or yeah, was it Jim uh, Craig? Eric Craig. Something Craig, because he, he ended up playing for the Lions for a while. Mm, that's a fact going at me by uh, Frankie. Every time someone would talk shit about Cutler, he's like, hey, dude, to be honest, he's he's been our best quarterback ever. So he's like, I don't talk shit about him because he's been our best. He's like, what's everyone else if if that guy's our fucking best? It must have sucked. Yeah, I played well, in a, yeah, di- played in a different all. era. Different era too. Played more games. Mm-hmm. Uh, better. I mean, I would say that he played with better quality receivers than Jim McMahon too. Um, I mean, McMahon had a better running back. Mm-hmm. Well, you remember the South Park episode? Oh my God, you're Jay Cutler. My dad says, uh, "What do you say?" My dad says, "If you try, you could actually be something." Or something like that. <laughs> And, they uh, had so much hope for Jay Cutler in Denver. Yeah. Well, we did too when we got him from Denver. We're like, oh my God, we're getting Jay Cutler, even though he never did anything over there, but we got him. Jay Suckler. Yeah, yeah. no, but I'm uh, I'm taking him to see the Lions and, and the Packers hopefully play the game that's going to decide the NFC, NFC North. And, uh, but yeah, I got my dad and my brother-in-law a ticket too. Mm-hmm. Fucking five hundred goddamn dollars for four tickets. Damn. I mean, uh, I got I got good seat. Like I got us in the lower level. Yeah, about one twenty five. But we're lower level. We're fourteen rows up. We're into the back, almost corner of one end uh, zone. That sounds like it's gonna be a fucking badass time. Yeah, man, it's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah. Like I said, the boy's never he's never been to an NFL game, so I was just gonna take him for his birthday, and I was like, ah, why don't we? Uh, why don't we see if his dad and my old man want to go and we'll make it a fucking family trip. So, yeah, My dad's been pretty pissed because the Cubs shit the bed the last quarter of the season, even though they're projected to fucking win. Yeah, and then they like, fired Joe Madden. Yeah. And like, then he uh, got a job I, immediately. Where'd he go? Angels? He was with us five seasons, and there was a lot of wins and a championship that we hadn't had in over 109 years. I want to say the Anaheim Angels because whoever it is, it's somebody out west. They fired Brad Osmus, who was the Tigers' former manager, like immediately, like right after Joe Madden got fucking fired by the Cubs. Like the next day, Brad Osmus lost his job. And I, where I, I want to say it's the Anaheim Angels. I, I'm pretty sure. So that's where Joe's going to end up on the west coast. Why can Wisconsin never get it right? The Milwaukee Brewers, Green Bay Packers. Come on. Get a good team. Name. Right. Mascot. Right. We got the Chicago Bears, the Chicago Bucks, Cubs. The Milwaukee the know. Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, no. A deer. Oh, no. I know. You got the Detroit Lions, the fucking Detroit Tigers, the Big Cat team. The Pistons. Chicago, <laughs> the, yeah, the Pistons. Pistons and the Red Wings. Pistons make sense, though, for... It's cars, basketball, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and our speed. We got a cool logo for hockey. Yeah, yeah. Iconic. Get it together, Wisconsin. Get it together, Wisconsin. Get it together, Indiana. Yeah, actually, first Indiana, Wisconsin. You're all right. I'm sorry. Indiana, fix your life. You're surrounded. Yeah, Indiana. Yeah, fuck you, Indiana. What am I shitting <laughs> on Wisconsin for? You're surrounded by fucking legal states, and you guys suck. Fix it. Yeah. Fucking fix yeah, it. Yeah, that's not going to happen anytime soon. It's the fucking devil's cabbage. Wow. Well, 
I have, you know, maybe maybe they can pull their fucking heads out of their asses now that Mike Pence is out of office there and might be able to fix some shit, but that's up to the people of Indiana. Not my problem. I live in Michigan. I try to avoid Indiana like the goddamn plague. I I always say Chicago, but I know it's Illinois, but I never really think about it as Illinois. It's like we're almost our own little little thing. Oh, yeah, Chicago is definitely almost its own little thing. Yeah, because we even hate on the people from the suburbs. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm from Chicago. Where at? And they're like, Palos Heights. And like, get the fuck out of here. You're from fucking Palos Heights, motherfucker. You're from here. And they're like, oh, well, close enough. Like, well, not for me, bitch. No, I, I mean, it's... up a... around fucking nice-ass houses. I had to fucking be scared to go pick up in the... Oh, man. Bro, it's the same thing. In, I mean, not here, but it's the same thing in Detroit. Like, you get the... You like get the neighborhood the... where I'm picking up from. No bueno. Yeah. But, hey. Okay. You get Whatever. the you get the suburb kids that claim they're from Detroit, and real Detroit people do not fucking like that. Like, where uh, are you like from? Eight mile. I mean, eight mile, nine mile, fucking well, nine miles Hazel Park, really. But um, I mean, like, fucking real Detroit. What? So, all the when you came here, I don't know if you how much graffiti you saw. There wasn't that much, but so where my house is, they have a whole like two blocks and then it becomes super industrial where the back of the yards were it's all like it's gotten smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller but that strip is still there and it's not going away so the thing is i live right next to a park and then my neighborhood gets nice we just have a lot of the gang violence seep into us because they want to take over the the neighborhood to sell their drugs and get rid of their shit for sure but right over right over that industrial area it fucking tanks bad bad and that's like that's where I gotta go get my bud. <laughs> ah, now I gotta go to the bad side of town to get my bud, but it's all right. It's all right. I'll, I'll survive. It's it's about to become legal if they stop me. Be like, it's legal, bitch. Leave me alone. It's only a fucking ounce. All right, cocksucker. Yeah, but are you guys? Did, how many ounces they give you guys? Right now, I think it's only fourteen grams. What? Because we're still on the ticket basis. They'll they'll still ticket my ass and take it away. No, 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 it's, but I mean, when you guys, when... Oh, what, I, don't, I, I don't know about that. What the, when, oh, once it, becomes, once it thought, becomes legal? Yeah, well, didn't recreation already, it begins in 2020. 2020 but yeah. they should have already established, like, right? how like much they're going to... Leave me alone. <laughs> well, like, well, I'm asking because we're allowed two and a half. I mean, I was already allowed two and a half medically, mm-hmm. plus my two and a half, I could have two and a half on me for every patient I have, but... um. But uh, but they they same thing for rack. They allowed up to two and a half ounces. That's why I was wondering what what you guys' limits are. I should probably look that up, just so I, I'm ahead of the cops. Oh, I'm not stupidly arguing. Well, dude, I'm waiting for 2020 is going to be this much. And like, well, yeah, motherfucker, it's 2019. So yeah, just look it up. Illinois, Illinois Recreation fucking dot org or whatever. Uh, just I mean, just Google like. Yeah. Illinois recreation marijuana rec- or recreational marijuana limits or amounts or whatever it'll tell you. Oh, dude, you know that AEW is coming to Champaign in November. I saw that. I've been waiting for a Michigan show to get announced for fucking ever. Yeah, I'm kind of. Th- I want. I don't know. Well, if, doing... I don't know if any of these guys would come with me. That's the night before the night before Thanksgiving, isn't it? I don't remember exactly. Or is the that when I they're going to be at? I know they're. That, I know. I, think I know that might be here. I think this the uh, the one in Illinois is a little bit before. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. No, no. You're right. They are coming to Champaign. I did see that. The one in Chicago is the night before Thanksgiving. 
whether it's at the Rosemont or I can't remember you know what, where. I probably but... go to, I'll, I'll try to get tickets to that one because I don't want to go two and a half hours of champagne and then be like, hey, what's up, fraternity guys that I don't know because I'm fucking old as shit. What's up? Or I don't have to, I don't have to go see them if I don't want to. Right. Yeah, you know Illinois that. is poised to become the 11th state to legalize recreational marijuana for adult use. The Illinois General Assembly passed it. How much? How? How can I? When can I buy marijuana? No, how much can I have? Uh, how much can I possess? Thirty grams. Thirty grams. So a little over an ounce. Yeah. Or, yeah, it says or about an ounce, which is 28 grams. Is 28 grams an ounce. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting pounds, son. I, I got you. I'm breaking shit down. I have to put it in by grams. Like It's hilarious, dude, that you got you got promoted for just knowing the basics of weed culture. That's fucking... Well, you know, if that's what it is and that's what you have to know, that's what you have to know. That's what you have to know, man. If, I got... if these idiots don't know how to weigh out grams, that's their fucking fault. Like, if you can do it faster and you've just been doing it forever, it's like... Well, fuck it. Give him the job. This is, this is what we need. Why would we wait till someone gets up to speed and it might take him fucking time when we have the guy right here to do it? Ah, uh, I'm oh, in. Luckily. Scott came up to me uh, two days ago or yesterday, and he's like, um, "Hey, Raphael, I want to talk to you." He's like, uh, "We have this new customer, and he's like, they're bringing us rollers that we don't have schematics for. They're oscillating ones, or ones that spin on the inside that have a, a shaft and like uh, ball bearings." two different kinds and springs and shit on the inside, the ones I assemble. Yeah, yeah. But this is a different style, and it's like a bigger model and stuff, but they don't have the schematics for it. So they're having an expert of that come in and explain it to us. He's like, I want you to be one of the guys to to see this. And I'm like, God damn, fucking right, bitch. You better start recognizing who the fucking man around here is. And then what I really said was, okay, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. I, pre- I appreciate yeah. it. No, but he, know, he knows I'm – dude, It's been it's been four years – that our client has not said a single word about my oscillating rollers. And every single one of my rollers is a moving component in a machine. If it locks up, it stops the press. If it locks up, it fucks with their shit and they can't do what they're doing. It's been four years and they haven't said shit about anything. And that's when they put me in. No, it's been five years. Cause I've been, yeah. Like when I first started there, one of them locked up ever since then, I've been super careful about everything. Nothing's gone wrong. And that's why he's coming up to me and like, hey, I, I want you to learn these processes because you're actually careful and vigilant about how you're doing your rollers. And I'm like, goddamn straight, man. I take fucking pride in my work. I'm not here to dick around and be a fucking idiot. I'm here to do my job and make sure it gets done so you motherfuckers can pay me so I can buy some weed so I can get fucking high. Sorry. Right, motherfuckers. Yeah. Pay me. Pay me. No, but it's just more ammo that I could use um, against Scott. And uh, future reviews be like, hey, no more rollers, bitch. More money. Yeah. More money. I had to fucking, like, I kind of had to have a talk with one of the owners the other day. Because, like, I was <laughs> they, they, trying to balance the schedule out. has been really weird. And, like, I was I was scheduled to not even come in until later in the day. So I just said, fuck it. I'm taking advantage of not being there. I was chilling at home. I get an email from the other manager with like this bullet pointed list of all this shit that needs to get done or that needed to be done that apparently I had to do. And I was like, Oh no, I came in and I was like, look, I was like, y'all gotta like, this was supposed to be some shared responsibility. And I'm feeling like way too much shit. 
is being pushed on me. Like, no, we gotta, we gotta figure this out. Like, I gotta be responsible for what I gotta be responsible for, and everything else can fuck off. Like, you can take care of that shit. Since my last conversation with these guys, my my workload has been increased, but that was just it. Just naturally happened because we got more customers. Yeah, Yeah. But like recently, we've been doing inventory, and I've been I I do my inventory for my shit every week now, weekly. That way. There's no excuses. They need to give me what I need to so they can put it into bake so it processes and it gets to me. Because I have like I have to keep logs of where they're at, where they're going, because it's different processes. Right. It's cores that go to build, that bake, that go to final gr- that go to uh, oversize, that go to me, then they go to final grind, that go to pot. So they're dude, they're moving around everywhere. So he gave me like uh, a log of everything that should be out on the floor. And on Monday he gave it to me. I finished it and gave it back to him Monday. I stayed like an hour after. But mm-hmm. he, when I gave it to him, he was like, he's like, well, you're done with it? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, thanks a lot for staying. Thanks a lot for getting it done. He's like, I know it's really confusing and it's really like pop, 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 pop. And I'm like, look, Scott, I'm like, those are my rollers. I'm like, the best person to do that job right there was me because I know what they look like. I know how to handle them and I know how to count them and I know what they look like. I'm like, so uh, you're welcome. I'm like, but I'm like, this isn't hard. I'm like, I can do these jobs. Right. Like, I didn't tell him that, but I'm like, I'm like, this isn't, I'm I'm not stupid. I know how to count stuff. Look at numbers, look at a computer. And if it's already logged out, then that means it shouldn't be counted on the log. It should be counted as gone. And I shouldn't be having a surplus here. I just fixed all his fucking numbers for my area. And he was all like, oh, because their inventories do by October. By October first, it was like due by October first or something. They do their their yearly cleaning up of uh, payroll or, or whatever they have to do for the year. And I did my like literally, I get rid of the headaches in the area of mine. You don't have any problems with me. You don't got any. You don't got to worry about me. And I'm taking care of the dock, and I'm helping out over here, and I'm helping out over there. So ever since I talked to this the the boss, and I'm be like, look, this motherfucker's not. He's not keeping his word. Um, I feel like I'm working uphill. I've I've gotten a lot more. I wouldn't say respect, but he's definitely taking me into consideration a lot more because he knows I will go talk to the boss. I will go fucking be like, hey, dude, this guy's not doing. He's not doing his job. I'll call him out. I'm not scared anymore. I'm not scared. Like I'm there to make my job better and to make the company go forward. If he's trying, if he's preventing me from doing that, I'm a complain. I'm yeah. a complain. Fuck yeah. Don't blame me, dude. I I saved the company like, like fifty grand, dude. Nice. Because the the like the boss came up to me. He's like, hey, dude. He's like, your job is fucking wonderful. No complaints. He's like, but we're having to repair a lot of these shafts. And I'm like, hey, dude. I have a certain uh, numbers I have to follow, and they're setting the numbers, and they keep on lowering the bar. I'm like, if I go against them, I get in trouble because he's my supervisor. I'm like, you have to tell him that I'm the one in charge of this area and I know what I'm doing because he doesn't know what I'm doing. And then the next day I got my review, I got a raise, and he hasn't fucked with me since. <laughs> and he's actually he's actually giving me more fucking more rollers to learn how to assemble and more responsibilities, which bring it on, dude. Bring it fucking on. Because I get why you're pissed about, dude, getting emails at home and, like, you're at home relaxing and you have to fucking read this shit and you're like, ugh. Because... That's the one thing I love about my job. When it goes, right. fuck it, I'm out of here. 
I'm gonna deal with any of this. No homework, no fucking afterthoughts. I leave everything there. Uh, yeah, everybody, and that was like what, like, like everybody else pretty much does, but like not me. And it was I had that was I had to make that point today because like the last I've I've been subtly trying to to hint to the other manager like yo I need to be here during the day so let's stop scheduling me at like two o'clock in the afternoon to close like it, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Yesterday morning, uh, or no, two days ago we had a delivery that I didn't I had ordered some vape carts from this company. Um, but I didn't know they hadn't told me they were coming. So I had no idea this was happening and I wasn't there. And I get a call at like nine 30 in the morning that we, this is there. And I'm like, I just mentioned, I was, this is why I need to be there during the day. Like this shit doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So today I was like, all right, look, starting next week, this is what my schedule is going to be. I'm going to be here from nine to five or, you know, nine to four thirty, nine to five every day. Tuesday through Saturday, and, um, shit, yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. So, I'm taking Sunday, I'm taking, yeah, I was like, I'm taking Sunday and Monday off, because realistically, even though I'm off on Mondays, I still get a lot of calls and emails and shit, because it's the first day of business for everything else during the week, so, Mm -hmm. I was like, Monday off is not cutting it, I need a day off, and I'm taking Sundays off, because I don't really need to be here, there's nothing really for me to do, so, yep, so starting next week, I will have Sundays and Mondays off, and then I will work a regular consistent shift. Well, Tuesdays I'll work open to close because I'm giving the other manager Tuesdays off so she can have um, Monday and Tuesday off. So that's nice. at least equal. But, that's uh, what's up. Yeah, man. I was like, this is how it's going to be. I was like, you don't need to make my schedule for me. I will make it myself. Um, so hopefully it works out a little better. I'm able to be a little more consistent and it'll help de-stress me a little but i'm going to the fucking cannabis cup next week so pfft, it's great and i get yeah, paid it, and i get paid Ooh, i'm i'm happy my dealer just hit me up because i hit him up i'm like hey tomorrow can i come over at this time pick up he's like yep how much you need zip i'm like yep zip okay cool bye yeah. i bought a yeah. i bought a pre-roll at work today nice yeah is that the one you're smoking earlier yeah it was okay the weed I get is better, I think. I feel like my caregiver's weed's better. Than <laughs> <laughs> but you this, know, this, uh, this guy, same price, uh, and it's pretty. That's it was pretty much on. It was pretty much on par with what I was getting anyway. Well, that's what's up. It's, it was this guy from high school. Like I never really bought off of him. A couple times maybe, uh, but after after I didn't smoke in high school. It was after like, you know, like three years ago I bought off of him. Like I said, it's always been convenience for me. My guy is at work. He lives two blocks away, but he started fucking other chicks. And his chick is like, hey, you know what? If you're going to be fucking other chicks, we're done. And she was the plug. So that's how I lost my dealer. Yeah, have I ever, I ever told? Yeah. So it doesn't matter anymore. I could fucking say it. She works on Amtrak. She traveled to yeah, fucking. You, yeah, I remember you telling yeah, me Yeah, she's this. traveled to fucking Oregon or Seattle, wherever she has to go, or California, Denver. She has connects over there that she's acquired over time. Picks up, dude. She'll come back with pounds. Like she'll come back with like two pounds on the like in the duffel bag. Yeah, yeah. And, like a bunch of concentrates and shit like that. And like I, I I was getting oil pens for people off of her that would ask me or like 
man would be like, hey, uh, your aunt needs some kind of uh, weed fucking rub or whatever. And I'd be like, hey, how much for a rub? And she always she always had everything. She'd always try to like sell me shatter and shit. I'm like, nah, I'm like, I don't want to buy a pen. And I'm like, I'm just fine with flour. But she always had good shit. And then this fucking idiot started fucking around on her. She found out. She's given him a bunch of chances, and she just had enough. She was just like, you know what? I'm done. Bro, I would have straight up told him to give me her number. So, so it's weird because I know him from work. Right. And he's the one that got me in connection with her. I, The reason I never got her number is because I didn't want him to think that I was trying to fuck her to get free weed. Even though if she would have offered me free weed, I would have fucked the shit out of her. So here's the thing. You got to be like, look, bro, this is strictly business. I need her number because she's my connect. You fucked that up. I need fucking consistent weed. So here, here's, he's, he's a scumbag. This is what I found out. Like he, I don't know why he was being cool with me. I don't know why he was being a nice guy with me. Do you know her name? No. Like you don't say it here, but no, I don't. I don't. I think I might know her name. I was Maybe. gonna say, bro, Facebook. Yeah. So he, he, here's here's why I don't want to ask him for the number. So he was trying to play it off as she was gonna continue to. She was going to give him the weed to give to me, and I was gonna give him the money. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they were still friends, and she was gonna watch the dog. Or, that was all fabricated lie. I don't know why he didn't tell me from the beginning. Hey, you know what? She's fucking pissed at me for doing all this shit to her over the years, and she wants zero to do with me. The only reason we're breaking up and I have to look for new places because she kicked me out, and she's literally leaving the apartment because he doesn't want to leave. And it's her apartment. God damn it. So it became a whole thing with them two, and I'm just, like, trying to get weed on the side. And then towards the end, he was like, hey, I can't. He's like, I'm not going to be able to get weed anymore because she's trying to sell it to me at a different price. And then I'm not going to make any money off of it. See, and I'm like, well. You got to find her, bro, and just be like, look, I, that, I only know that dude because of work. I don't, I don't want to get involved in the personal shit. I just want to buy weed from you. Can we make that be, happen? Well, what if I just hit her up and be like, hey, I got this dick. Well, you could do that, too, but don't, I mean, you know, first, start, you know, start getting get weed get it, first. Right? Yeah. yeah. Don't and fuck. Be like, hey, and then come and then whip out the dick one time, right? I mean. Or like have the money on top of my cock and be like, "Here you go." See, I would say don't. I would say don't whip your dick out. Like you don't. You don't want to fuck that. Connect up. What if she starts sucking, dude, and then I get three well, weeks? Yeah. Okay. If she if she whips your dick out, that's a different story. Yeah. But you can't you can't just come in swinging and whipping your dick out on her. It's it's not cool. Mm-hmm. Can't come in hanging brain. No, no, it might it might fuck up the situation, and then you <laughs> then you're gonna be a sexual assaulter and um, lose your connect on weed, and then you got to go back to buying from the guy in the hood. So, <clears throat> I'm try I, I am trying to not sneak my way into getting her as my connect back, but this other guy at work that works alongside with him. Had her number too. He had her number. Shit, I'd already asked that motherfucker. Well, yeah, I told him. I'm like, hey, I'm like, can you hit her up? And like, because I don't want to be like, I don't want to hit her up. And then she's like, fuck this guy. Right. So I told, I told him, I'm like, hey, I'm like, can you hit her up and be like, hey, Rafa just wants weed, and you and Ricky are done. If it's cool, can he have your number? 
And the thing is, this guy doesn't smoke weed, so he needs a reason to hit her up. He has her number because he buys uh, oils from her. And he's like, next time I hit her up, I'll definitely ask her if, if it's okay if you can hit her up, dude. Because I don't want to be that guy and be like, hey, can you fucking sell me weed even though yeah, that's, that's like, fuck off, dude. That's, that's why you shouldn't whip your dick out. Man, but... Did you just comb your bald head? Uh, yeah, I had like a... <laughs> it's good for itches, all right? Okay. Okay. I don't have nails. You see this? Like... <laughs> I was just... Bro, I was just curious. I was just, I, was, I just, you know, it's just you and me here, and the back. I mean, that's cool, but I, I've never seen a bald man like <laughs> comb his hair before, so I, I thought maybe you were trying. Crazy? To, uh, I mean, crazy is a, a fucking like a fox, a pejorative term. Yeah, I believe. It. I don't know. I don't even know if I use that in the correct context. I'm too high I to think fucking. You did. Dude, I'm too high. I, I So my old Brownie Connect finally came back through like the ones that I used to tell you about all the time. The, the fucking knock you on your ass brownies. He, uh, he hadn't been making batches for a while. And he just hit me up out of the blue Monday or Tuesday and was like, brownies. So I scooped. And um, I definitely ate some before we started recording. And it's definitely kicking in now and i'm definitely fucked up on it <laughs> we've almost gone an entire the entire length of the episode that we normally do and we haven't even done the fight <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even finish the aew card we definitely didn't we definitely didn't so Just catching up dude I, I mean i'm cool the, the, honestly there's only the the main the main card is the only thing really interesting, and there's really only three fights that I'm really interested in on the main card. A lot of dropouts on the prelims, so there's a ton of people you don't know besides Megan Anderson and Jake Matthews. Megan's fighting? Yeah, Megan's the first fight on the oh, prelims. Yeah, it's 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 an Australia card, so yeah. The early prelims, I I don't know, you know Nadia Kassem, I guess I've I've heard of. Oh, she's pretty hot. Yeah, she is really hot. Um, but Jake Matthews is your featured prelim fight, and he's fighting a shadow man, who I think just came in because of injury. Um, Makai Pol. Patolo, I think, just came in off an of injury, and Brad Riddle and Jamie Malarkey are both shadow men. So, oh, and Megan and wasn't Megan Anderson supposed to fight uh, Holly Holm, and then Holly Holm just dropped out? Um, yeah, you're right. That was the fight. Yeah, Holly Holm got injured or something. I don't know exactly what happened. With... I lost you. Did you shut your camera off? Yeah. Oh, did you get naked? I had to, I had to take a piss. Oh. I thought maybe you got naked. Well, I did whip my dick out to piss in a cup, so. <laughs> Thank you for, for putting the shield down. I oh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking at the computer screen, so, like, I heard, I heard you talking, and I thought you just stepped away from the mic. <laughs> oh, yeah, I stepped aside, but I also shielded it just in case you could capture me on the wide angle. Well, for sure, but I didn't realize it until I looked down, and it was just a black screen, and that's when I said, oh, I thought I lost you. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, yeah, we should probably let's finish AEW real quick. Um, what do we have left? The the 
the last match? Um, I think we were the yeah, last thing we were talking about was Pac and. Nyla, yeah. Did you get us the Nyla, Nyla Rose? And... Yeah, kind of. We got through Rio and Nyla Rose, and then we were talking about Pac and and, uh, and Hangman. Uh, and then yeah, you capped it off with uh, they announced right at the beginning of the week that uh, Ortiz and Santana were going to be Jericho's mystery partners, which I kind of had a feeling. Unless they were just going to bring in another big old bombshell, so yeah. And for those of people that don't know, that's uh, LAX. Yeah, the former LAX, the second incarnation of or third, I guess, or whatever you want to call it, but the new generation of LAX from TNA. I remember the original LAX Homicide and fucking uh... oh fuck, what was the other dude's name? Homicide and shit. Let me Google that real quick. Yeah, I don't know. I'm too high and nothing's fucking working right now. That makes I feel pretty good after that piss. Uh, I bet. I feel great. I just coffees, man. I did. I did chug two coffees right now. But I feel great after that piss. Drain the lizard. Was it Homicide and Hernandez? Yeah. Yeah, Homicide, Homicide and Hernandez. That's the originals. Okay. The uh, the OGs were Homicide and Hernandez. Yeah, they came in at like the time when I first started watching TNA, or around the time I first started watching TNA, and uh, with Conan and because obviously Conan was an original, an original starter. But yeah, it was homic- it was Conan and Homicide, and then Hernandez joined uh, a year later, I guess. Uh, Apollo was an original member too, and then at one point Loki. Oh Loki! But no, I like I like Santana and Ortiz. They're a good tag team. And fucking... It was a crazy-ass finish. First, uh, Moxley came out and attacked Kenny Omega. So then it turned into a three-on-two. They did that perfectly, though. So, um, I forgot why. Oh, Jericho had Omega in the walls. And then Super Kick Pate! They super kicked Jericho. For some reason, they went to the, they jumped to the outside uh, to LAX. And Omega was going to jump out at Moxley, and they zoom in on him, on the front of him. And then I guess through the crowd and everything, you just hear the crowd cheering and everything. Moxley comes in into the ring, and he pops up, and you're looking at Omega, but in the back, you see Moxley. And then Moxley's doing his thing, and then it fucking zooms out, and then he starts beating the shit out of Omega. I thought, visually, that was done pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, I thought this was a a good match overall. I uh, I can't wait to hear Cornette shit on it because he hates everything that the Bucks and Kenny Omega do. Yeah. Kenny so, Olivier, as he says, but Kenny Olivier. That's so what he calls him. That, that that turned it into a three on two because Moxley pretty much takes Omega out of the mix. Yeah, and they don't call for the bell or anything. It just keeps going. So <laughs> yeah, and fuck it. So three on two. Um. Jericho decides to not tag in. He decides to stay on the outside and let 
Santana and Ortiz take over. And they're pretty much handling Matt Jackson, keeping Nick out of it. Uh, once Nick comes in, dude, I appreciate the Young Bucks more and more, not only for their high-flyingness, but uh, Nick Jackson landed a bulldog combo uh, clothesline on both of them. So he's bulldogging one of them and clotheslines the other one. You don't really see, like, combo moves nah. uh, done like that. Um, he also did uh, – they, they tried to do their finisher. They got stopped by Jericho. And this is where the three-on-two comes in. And they did it really well where each one of them hit, hit, and then the last to hit was Jericho with his uh, Judas Effect the, elbow. Yeah, he hit the Judas Effect. Yeah, and I thought that sequence of tag or the tag teams working together, even on Jericho's part, the heel tag team, they, they did it pretty well for being so new to it. For sure, and especially, I mean, for Jericho not really working with uh, Hernandez and Ortiz at all, um, or Santana, yeah. With LAX, you know, never working with them, I don't think. And mm-hmm. I, I think the Bucks have had some indie matches with them, maybe. I know they have a rivalry with the Lucha Brothers because they unmasked, um, uh, Phoenix? No, the other, um, Zeromiero. Oh, what? Yeah, they, under. they didn't show you couldn't see his face like he quickly okay. covered and then they got the other they got a hood back on him. Um, Viva la raza. But yeah, I think it was in I think it was in triple A not that long ago. You can you can YouTube that shit actually. I've seen it. I watched it. Yeah, but um, so that leaves a three on two. <laughs> I dropped my phone. So they start beating up the young bucks after that because it's three on two. And then uh, Cody comes out and uh, starts defending the Young Bucks. So it's a three-on-three. But then who came out to? I forgot who else came out after this. So Cody comes. Yeah, so so three-on-three. Yeah, and who comes out to help Jericho and LAX? Uh... Well, then Sammy, Gav- Sammy, Sammy Guevara come out. Yeah, Sammy Guevara comes out. You're right. Sammy so Guevara Dustin, comes out. So then Dustin came out. And, yeah, then... So then du- and then we got the pop from the crowd, and we got the special appearance from CM Punk. Psych. It was uh, Jack Hager from Bellator. And, um, yeah, I was super excited. Definitely popped for it. I knew I knew it signed to AEW, but it they kind of didn't say anything about it after that, and they kept it quiet. And it was very smart of them to do, and then teasing that uh, there was a lot of rumors coming out that CM Punk was was gonna be there. Um, but see, I uh, I had no idea. I I just sent you that where they had the unmasking match. Um, I guess it was a TNA thing, but uh, I had no idea that. Hager had signed with AEW. I had, I had not I, heard that, but I, I don't had... think I'm. I don't think I'm lying about it. I'm pretty sure I read it, and like I said, it just kind of. It just it was like oh he signed AEW, but then nothing because it was long ago, so nothing really came from it, or they did anything with it. I I never I never had any idea, so I was um. I was completely shocked. 
can say I did, but. Sorry. Oh, you're all right. You're all right. I'm fucking stoned, so I'm having a hard time trying to formulate thoughts right now. I would have ignored the call, but it was my fucker. Or not the call, but the text, but it's my dealer. He's like, hey, I just got the OZ. You want me to drop it off? I'm like, what? What? We can, <laughs> we can cut the I don't episode. know how close he is or anything. No, no. I don't know how close he is. Oh, word. What does it say? Or what's up? Because that's all I'm like, hey, dude, I'm going to pay to tomorrow, and this guy hasn't sent me what he wanted. Yeah, we're, we're I don't know, almost an hour and a half, so. That's <laughs> uh, fucking, what, it was a good finish. And then off the air, they put Dustin through that podium, or... Jesus Christ, that was a hard-ass powerbomb, too. Sorry, what was that? I, said, I was just talking about the, the slam when they put Dustin through that uh, the AEW podium or whatever the fuck it was. Oh, yeah, that looked kind of... Um... I looked rough. Yeah. I looked like I hurt Dustin. He probably ain't feeling too good today. Uh, it, it was gimmicked though, right? I hope. I'm pretty sure it was gimmicked. The way it fell apart, I'm pretty sure it was gimmicked. But the 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 impact was still pretty solid. I would I would say with it being, I'm pretty sure it was two by fours and stuff that it was definitely gimmicked. But mm-hmm. yeah, because then they picked them up and they started beating them with them, right? Yeah. But, no, I I definitely enjoyed the hell out of AEW. Felt like a kid again. Um, yeah, me too. Like I said. I'm going to move my recordings to Tuesday yeah. so I can watch wrestling. I'm keeping Wednesday nights open for fucking AEW. Mm-hmm. And stay tuned for FHP breakdowns, man. These have, uh, these last two that I did, kind of people, I guess, listen to them. They're short, but it's just a breakdown. So I did Raw on Monday, and I did AEW yesterday. Tomorrow I'll do NXT and SmackDown. I need to do. I need to do NXT. I haven't finished watching. I've been busy. After. Cranking the content. They're a little bit shorter, but um, I got to crank up the content. And get uh, just get it out there more. Just you know, it's it's out there. If if I'm not taking it, other there's other opportunities for them to go see other people. But if I'm putting it out there, then I'm out there, and they can they can just click on a 30 minute. Like I was trying to do a 20 minute breakdown, but this one was 40 minutes for AEW because it was so new and it had so much. And it was fucking great. Yeah, Raw was 20 minutes, but that one was pretty good, too. Um, but there was a lot less matches, so I didn't have to break down the matches as much. Um, but I'm going to be doing these uh, Monday, Wednesday, and I'm going to try to do Thursday for NXT. I just got lazy today. Um, and then Friday, I'll try to do SmackDown, even if it's just 20 minutes to half an hour, just to get it out there and give you guys my thoughts. God damn, I can't do- podding every yeah. day. Yeah, when I can't do fight companions um, with the guys, I'll just do like a 30-minute breakdown at the end of the events, like for Bellator last week. Did a fight companion. But if I didn't, I could have done a quick breakdown afterward. Start just calling, to, Like I said, just to get me out there, just more, more, more. Start calling you Rafa Rogan. You're fucking podding every day. Gots to, man. I wanna, <laughs> I'm tired of working for the white man. I want to work for myself, make my own money. Uh, all right, so real quick, let's uh... – We'll do some news real quick in a second here, but let's uh, let's at least dive into Robert Whitaker, Israel Adesanya, and touch on that before we we fucking wrap up the podcast. Because I, in case you're you have a friend coming to visit, yeah, I think he's coming to visit. Word, yeah, we can wrap this real quick then. 
Um, what do you what do you see happening with with Adesanya and Whitaker? Uh, so I've been thinking about this, and it's hard, man. Because so I've seen Whitaker live, and I don't want to count him out after after what he's done at middleweight and who he's done it to. Right. Romero is a fucking beast in the wars that he went through with Romero. For sure. Being injured like that and still fucking still being able to win and pull it through. It's just I like Adesanya. I like his hype. I like his style. I like he's he's a cool dude. He's a cool guy. Hey, he's it's a cool guy there. He's, yeah, he's a cool guy. Hey, he's what John Jones wants to be, and that's why I see John Jones being pissed and talking shit and retaliating against Adesanya. Adesanya is John Jones minus the fuck ups. As far as public, I mean, striking maybe. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think Israel Adesanya possesses the rest of no, the, the physical of, no, no, skills no. that that John Jones I, has. I kind of more am throwing towards the public persona that Jones tried to cultivate, and it wasn't there. Adesanya has it. Like, the people are behind him, and it doesn't seem like he's fucking up. And even if he fucks up, it seems like he's like, yeah, whatever, I did cocaine. It seems like he'll come out and be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but Israel's also a, a fully grown man who's been through this shit now. John Jones is, was, I mean, 23 when he got thrusted into the limelight. That too, that too. And that's why John was like, "Look, man, you know I've been I've been in the spot you're in. You're the flavor right now in the, in the UFC. The difference is, is that I was 23, and I'm now here trying to tell you back the fuck okay, because he was like talking about fighting fucking Stipe and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck are you gonna do, Israel? You're not big enough to go fight a heavyweight, and if you try to go up to 205, shit's gonna get real for you. Yeah, I don't think he's ready for John Jones. He may be able to strike." And and give John a, a fit on the feet, but oh no, John destroys him. If John takes John it to the ground, him. he's fucked. Yeah, I just fucked. think John would like to have the public relations that Adesanya has been able to have. Sure, I agree with that because that, that's definitely fucked uh, Jones over. Yeah, definitely, the... definitely. The all, all the uh, so you're right. Here's John without the fuck ups for sure. I got I got Israel winning this fight. I think Whitaker's going to touch him, um, but I think overall Whitaker gets hit more, and Israel's going to make it a lot harder for him to hit. And Robert's going to chase, and he's going to get tired. Rob does not have very good gas. We've seen that. He's got a he's got a heart. He's definitely got heart, and a yeah. chin, but not a lot of gas. I mean, he he gassed the fuck out in that last fight against Yoel, and it was a war. But rightfully so. But Israel's going to make you chase you chase him a lot more than Yoel he's, did. Yoel he's got the lane. Yeah. He's got the striking. Yoel was a come forward. Look, he's got good striking. That's when what comes, I was. Just, that's what I was just going to say. Yoel, Yoel, you're tired because he's pushing the pace on you. Um, but you're going to be trying to hit Israel, and Israel's going to be moving like water, and it's going to make you tired because your strike frequency is going to go up, and then he's going to pepper the shit out of you, and then. Mm-hmm. Catch you with something sweet in that night. Yeah, I'm leaning more towards um, Izzy as well. I, mean, I, I love Whitaker, but for sure, I, there's just something about Israel. He's got, he's cool. Yeah, cool guy. 
Yeah, yeah. I am actually really excited about the co-main event just for the perspective jujitsu battle between Ally Quinta and Dan Hooker, but we don't really have time to get into it. So, um, and so we'll definitely we'll break the fuck out of it down next week. Uh, quick news stories, and then we will be done for the evening. Gregor Gillespie versus Kevin Lee is set for UFC 244 in New York. That's the headlined by the badass motherfucker. The baddest motherfucker, whatever. The BMF championship, a.k.a. the interim title. Uh, Shaman Marais has been released by the UFC. He announced it, not them. Uh, Shogun Hua versus Sam Elvi is set for Sao Paulo. Um, also announced for Sao Paulo, Wally Alves versus Randy Brown. And Charles Oliveira versus Jared Gordon. Ricardo Ramos versus Eduardo Gagori. So that card's all set, except for Antonio Arroyo is looking for an opponent. Um, yeah. So that's that. And then, uh, hey, remember Jeff Hughes? Probably not because we only saw him for a quick minute, but uh, he's the guy that made Todd Duffy quit a couple of weeks ago. Kind of looks okay, like, yeah. kind of looks like a baby Roy Nelson. I already forgot about him twice. Right. <laughs> well, he's <laughs> he's coming back in the octagon six weeks after his last appearance. He's going to be taking on uh, Brazilian heavyweight. I'm assuming Rafael Pessoa at UFC Singapore and uh, October 16th, so in like two weeks. Um, he was just ten and two with one no contest. That being the Todd Duffy fight, where Duffy just decided he didn't want to fight anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's looking for his first win after losing a split decision to Maurice Green in his debut in March and the no contest to Todd Duffy. He's the former LFA heavyweight champion. And now he's going to be taken on. So who also competed in the LFA before joining the UFC, suffered the first defeat of his professional career in the Octagon in an August debut to Serial Gagne via first-round submission. So two guys losing streaks. And lastly tonight... Former heavyweight champion, light heavyweight champion Phil Davis will return to the cage at Bellator 231. Uh, Davis is meeting Carl Abrexen and the co-headliner of the October 25th fight at the Mohegan Sun Arena in Connecticut. The main card premiere will be live on Paramount, followed by the following the premiere prelims on the zone. Jesus Christ. Dave, what's What's that? No, no but the Bellator, this is uh, the end of October. Okay. I think, coming back. I think Bellator has a card tomorrow. I'm sure they do. They've had a card almost every week the last couple of weeks. Last last week they brought in Cyborg and Julia, Julie Budd to fucking face off. and fight, but... Um, so yeah, that's it. So, that's all I got. No, no, you got to go, and I gotta eat. Yeah. I'm fucking starving. Yeah, it's because like I'll be there in like ten minutes. Word. Well, that was like five minutes ago. He's like, I'll let you know when I pull up in the alley. So he's just gonna drop it off. He doesn't want to hang out. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Well, 
fuck it. We'll just cold outro. That's going to wrap it up for another episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, make sure you're going like, subscribe, review the Full Heel Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, all that bullshit. And uh, we'll see you guys next week.